Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope you had or have had an amazing week. We have so much to talk about. Did you enjoy your 4th of July? Whatever you choose to call it, celebration. We will talk about that. Again, everybody sees the 4th for what they need to see it at, for what works for them. So your 4th of July may not have been as adventurous as mine. My 4th of July weekend started off with such an amazing time with friends and unfortunately ended into a extreme amount of violence um, here in the city of Philadelphia. So for you, for me, for whomever, however your 4th of July went down, let's talk about it. And let's talk about our little buddy. Sometimes some of us who deal with our little buddy that doesn't want to go home, whether that's some sort of anxiety, depression, whatever mental uh, wellness that you deal with. We're going to talk about that, buddy, and ways in which we can take care of ourselves when we're in situations that trigger us. So last week's episode, in my personal opinion, was a great episode. So we talked about having goals and what we do to pursue those goals. And what I mean by that, and if you listen to last week's episode, you would have heard We talked about the times when we make these goals, we write these goals, we keep ourselves in goal-mindedness, but then oftentimes, sometimes, maybe you're experiencing that right now, where you write a goal, but you don't have a plan. So we talked about having goals, but in addition, also having a plan, because it's important to not just write down what it is that you want to do. It's equally as important to say, okay, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm getting there. So if you struggle with goals, if you're struggling with, you know, having that mindset of goals, you know, and you're fresh in your mind and how to pursue that, listen to last week's episode because that's going to, in my opinion, help. And I hope that it did help. But this week we have to switch gears. So this past Monday, of course, was 4th of July. And, you know, 4th of July means so many different things for many, uh, you know, women, black you know, in the LGBTQ plus, you may not have felt so free, right? We felt free-ish. And some people have deemed it the second anniversary or a second coming of Juneteenth. And it's simple. You can love being American. You can love, you know, being in this country. Wouldn't want to be in any other country. Wouldn't want to go through all of the other issues that other countries go through but still not feel proud about the things that are happening in the news, that are happening in the politics, not happening in just the lawmaking process. And so it's okay to say that you don't like it. It's it's okay to say that you don't agree. It's okay to do all of those things, right? So 4th of July may have meant something completely different to you, and it's okay. We get really worked up about why people feel the way that they do, And let's keep in mind, it all has to do with perspective. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with any of those things to feel the way that you feel, to express it the way that you express it. And, you know, it means differently for different people. We can't have and expect everybody to feel the same. So as the 4th of July has now come and now has gone, it's almost like to me, I could be off with my math, my timing, my thought process. But when I think about the 4th of July uh, weekend, I always seem to believe like, okay, that's almost sort of kind of the middle point of the summer. And so, you know, again, depending on how you look at it, it may mean differently for you and how you pursue or how you have pursued the holiday. A lot of people were off, thank the Lord for that, and you may have experienced just spending time with your family and friends, having an amazing cookout, um, having dinner with your friends, whatever those things may have been for you. And I say to each and every last one of us, however we decided to spend 
the 4th of July is our business, right? And I feel like, you know, we should have that liberty, you know, that freedom that we talk about, that freedom to do so. For me, I spent the weekend of 4th of July weekend spending time with friends. That Friday I had dinner, or not dinner, I had uh, celebrated my friend's birthday. By Saturday it was bachelorette weekend for the weekend and just getting my one of my very good friends, one of my besties ready for her wedding. Then after that, following that was having lunch with one of my other besties, talking girl talk, catching up on life, just seeing how we all are, and really just moving forward. It was just a great weekend. On Monday, I was asked to uh, cover the media event here in Philadelphia where it's called the Made, not I want to say Made in America, but it's the Welcome America uh party or party on the parkway and it, it was really awesome op, an awesome opportunity i have been asked to go in years past and just kind of declined because the crowds are so big you know you go down to the parkway there's a huge concert which means you know they have celebrity pool this year was tori kelly which i absolutely love tori kelly she is one of my favorites this girl really can sing and i mean that in person on you know when you hear her sing online or whatever the case may be on her album she really just is a very extremely talented singer ava max who have just started to get accustomed to her music you've heard her songs on the radio a million and one times and it was just really she first of all her energy is unmatched she really does a great job you know putting on an amazing show and then long timer song uh song singer performer Jason Derulo, who ended the show with a one-hour set. Again, this was a star-studded show. And even it, I have never heard of any show on the Parkway in Philadelphia that didn't bring, you know, star pill. So with this year covering it, I was honored again to be asked. And, and I had decided that I was going to set my anxiety to the side. If this is your first time tuning in, I am very extremely open about my, um, my journey. I won't say my issues. I'll say my journey with anxiety. Um, I've suffered from postpartum depression when I had my children. My anxiety is something that I suffer with quite a bit. And if I'm honest, again with going to therapy i've realized that those things happen when i was a child so a lot of times with anxiety you have what's called for me i have high functioning anxiety so i'll get all these things done my i'm booked and busy you know doing all the things and then when it boils down to it's like okay so i'm doing all these different things i have my schedule is popping i'm accomplishing the goals but my anxiety is still there it's kind of like my little my little buddy that never wants to go home and so oftentimes again being honest about my journey i am i have my highs i have my lows i have the in-betweens and so when thinking about going into this huge crowd oftentimes my anxiety is high and this is crazy because people don't understand that even with me having the blog, and I am a blogger as well, you can follow me at toytime, T-O-I-T-I-M-E dot org. I am invited to a lot of events here in the city um, and beyond. I've been invited to different places and I go and I have a good time and, and oftentimes it doesn't bother me, but because my anxiety, my journey, my buddy that never wants to go home is always present, always with me. You know, it kind of shoves, you know, shows itself here and there. Um, I sometimes will experience it where it's, you know, sometimes feels debilitating. And then there's plenty of times when it just kind of comes along and then drops off as I get comfortable, especially if I'm in a new environment, just depends on the situation. And so I knew that going down to this, you know, the party on the parkway, my anxiety would be high. It had been high just from being asked before and not going. So again, I wanted to prove, not necessarily prove to myself, but it was more or less like, I don't want my anxiety to continue to be something that stops me from enjoying, stops me from going and stop me from doing. So this was the year that I had decided I was going to say yes. And I did. And it was a beautiful experience. Let's not act as it, you know, we'll get into some things that went down, but for the most part, the experience of going and being at the media and sitting at the media risers, which again, you can see the crowd, you're kind of blended, but not, but you're, you know, higher up. It's very few people on that riser. And again, that's allowing me to 
separate and not necessarily be inside of the crowd but also have my time oh you know to a smaller group because again when you're with the media you're with the photographers you're with videographers you're with all the things the the meteorizer is not going to be able to hold but so many of us so that was a huge plus uh, again the other plus was that the concert just was pure magic if you like music if you like to dance if you like to let your hair down a little bit and just get your move you know just move a little bit bop a little bit it was an amazing experience after the show is when things made it went not even may have but did go left and again this is not at any in my personal opinion i know there's a lot of people especially in our city who have so many opinions about what happened what should have happened and all the things i'm going to tell you right now i can't tell you what should have happened i can tell you what happened and i can hope for for things to be different because i honestly don't know what will actually work to fix the violence that we're experiencing in the city because remember although this was a situation where there was a violent situation that took place at the end of the show you know there's violence in our city particularly philadelphia has surpassed chicago i had my grandfather who used to live in chicago before he died and chicago used to be like killer county like it was like everybody was getting got like you go outside you're getting shot for no apparent reason like there was no endless bounds of violence that was taking place in chicago and how in the world philadelphia went and has surpassed and is going into year two of like holding it down of surpassing chicago again is wild to me you know what i mean that this is wild to me so i don't have a solution i don't know and say that you know what i'm i feel this will fix it i i can't say that what i do know is the terror that i felt that i experienced again is the terror that unfortunately unfolds in philadelphia all the time every day and especially amongst young people they get out they're going out to hang out with their friends and they're having a great time everybody's kind of letting their guard down and next thing you know somebody's getting shot and killed um, that is a traumatic situation to even be in the midst of someone else being shot, whether you were shot at or not. And I experienced that on Monday. After the show had cleared, I'm, at, I'm on the media riser. At some point, I do come off the media riser. I do go into the crowd and I do get uh, closer shots of like Jason Derulo, his team, his dancers, all those things. Beautiful time. I could have stayed at that particular section you know pretty much i was pretty much like on the stage like pretty much i could touch the stage i was that close to it and there was a barrier between the people and the stage and then it was just amongst again months a very small amount of media that was that close or that in that area i decided for my own personal again my own personal anxiety it's okay to decide what's best for you and to go in and take in as much as you want and then you know when you need to divert your plans we need to leave when you have need to have an exit plan it's okay to do that and so at some point after i got a few shots some video of jason derulo i did not stay for all of his songs because first of all i was right next to the to on the like really could touch the stage not even really could i w was touching the stage because i was that close and in addition to that the speaker is on god help your eardrums you may not be able to hear no more and i didn't bring my earplugs so i didn't want to stand i was actually next to the speaker and i didn't want that sound to drown out or you know bust the eardrum like i need all them issues so i stayed for what i felt was enough for myself and then went back to the meteorizer again i have always been saying you know when you're in situations when your anxiety is flowing or if your depression is increasing because there are times when you go through seasons of these things where you can go and be fine and then all of a sudden your depression comes up it sneaks up on you it shows this ugly little head your little buddy just doesn't want to go home is with you at all times and so you may decide you may get into a situation and decide i need to retreat i need to back up i need to go home i need to get out of this area i need to get away from these people that are triggering me i need to get out of this situation that is triggering me this is a word for somebody because if you experience anxiety depression or any other mental health or mental wellness issue or your buddy that never goes home you understand exactly what i mean but i feel like sometimes we stay in situations longer than we should we stay around people who are triggering us to no end because we want to prove that it's not the case listen you don't have anything to prove to anything or to anybody but yourself and i would rather for you to be in a situation recognize what you're 
dealing with. Recognize that you need something and then get yourself up out of there. Get an exit plan. Move away from the situation. Come out of that area because it does you or nobody else any good when they have to always mentally feel like they're rescuing you because you have gotten to your situation and gotten yourself overwhelmed. And that's easier to say and to also do when your mindset is at a different place. But when you're deep inside of something, sometimes we tend to forget those small lessons. I'm safe. I'm okay. I can remove myself. I can get up and leave. I can do all these different things. Don't forget that. Don't stay in something longer than you have to because you feel like you need to stay in a place. You don't have to stay anywhere. Remove yourself. So as I was saying, I had that feeling, I was feeling overwhelmed, I knew what I needed to do for myself, and I decided to do that. I left where where the stage was, went back to the meteorizer where again, it's amongst people but not, giving me that ability to calm my anxiety down, to calm how I was feeling down. And so as the crowd, the concerts were going, the concert was great, amazing, dancing, moving, smiling, happy, just having a blast, enjoying being outside. Like Beyonce said, we outside, like, you know, enjoying all those moments. And when the concert was over, I decided to stand on the riser and wait until the crowd had died down. As that crowd died down, I decided, okay, this is great. Let me get up out of here. I began to walk. I walked over to a police officer saying to him, because when I came in, I came in a certain way through certain gates, through all these different things. What would be the best way for me to get out of here? Because I didn't want to be too much in a crowd, but I also wanted to be able to know where the exits are so that I could leave. He, you know, the cop, that particular cop I was talking to and about maybe 19, 20 other cops were all in the same area. We all walked over towards where the gate was. And as I'm about to just kind of stand there and watch the fireworks, but then I can see where I can leave out of the gate so that I always have an extra strategy in mind. I hear on their radios that there was a shooting as well as I'm hearing the shooting, right? I'm hearing the shooting. Their radios is signaling that there's a shooting and 30 cops that came from the middle of nowhere behind me all begin to rush and run. So you got all these cops running from the ones that I had walked over with. You got the cops that were behind me that begin to take off. I'm hearing the gunshots. I'm, I'm hearing the radio. And so my objective is to go to the right. Because if they're going to the left and moving ahead, let me go ahead and take myself to the right and go that way. To the opposite direction, in my opinion. Let me go that way. As I'm doing that, there are still families that have not figured out. Like, I don't understand sometimes. And again, I think sometimes we get so caught up in our environment that we're not paying attention. But we got to do better on our pay attention game. If you see cops of all people running, I'm not telling you to go run to where they're at and continue running with them because you could be putting yourself in harm's way. I'm saying be aware. There were a large amount of families that were still taking pictures, still taking videos, still trying to get a glimpse of, you know, get their best shots and all this different things. And, and I said, listen, hey, you got to get your kids, get your babies, grab them babies, grab them kids and get out of this area. So I began to walk away calmly at that point. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts to get the same memo because now, now because I've brought it to their attention, they're able to see the cops run which again to me you know even when i play it back i know that we all respond to things differently so i don't want to say that that this was crazy but to me from my perspective i just thought it was strange that you see cops in full uniform running and you're sitting there trying to get your best shot for the fireworks however they started to catch the message and they begin to run so now i'm in a situation where i now have to run because one i don't want to fall because i'm in the midst of like a basically a stampede so i run at a pace that's a little faster than them i take off and a cop from the middle of nowhere comes and almost picks me up and grabs me and was like don't run stand here don't move thank god for that cop because again i don't know what could have happened if i would have kept on running you know i always believe that there's always protection in everything that you do and that cop picking me i mean this cop literally picked me up, my feet almost off the ground, but he was trying to stop me. He wasn't hurting me. I didn't feel violated. Oh my God, Jesus. The, no, I felt grateful. Like, thank you. Thank you for getting me to where I needed to be. Stop me from running if that's not where I'm supposed to be doing. And he began to just yell out for everybody to just calm down, stop running, because it was at that point that 
the session that we were in at that second that he was talking was particularly fine. However, there was a second wave and of a second shooting. And as I'm ducked down by the cop car, I'm on the phone talking, I'm scared. I'm trying to, you know, let people know, like, I am scared. They are shooting. This is a horrible situation. Please help me find somebody like all the things. I see another wave of people running towards me from an op from a different direction. They're going up the street. At that point, another cop then said, everybody that's here, get on the ground. They are actively shooting where we are. I need you to get flat on the ground. And if you have children, cover them up. Now, this is going quick, pretty fast. Like He's not talking in the same tone that I'm talking to you right now. He's not talking in the slower motion. This is all happening very much fast simultaneously all the things so i'm laying on the ground i am completely flat but i keep rolling over because i in my opinion i need to see like if there is a shooter i don't want to just be laying there and the shooter's like right in my head you know what i mean like i again not that i would have been able to stop anything but in my mind i just wanted to make sure that i had an ability to see Today's podcast is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I personally use Athletic Greens because I don't like taking a bunch of supplements and vitamins. It's something about the pills that I just can't do every single day. And regardless of your lifestyle, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, whatever your lifestyle is, this will be for all. Also, we're all about saving money and it only costs you less than $3 a day. Not to mention, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So that means five, at least 7,000 other people, including myself, who have used it and know the benefits of it. In addition, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. That's right, one scoop in a cup of your water that you drink every day. That's it, no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free supply, one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first pack purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition. And so my adrenaline is on a thousand. My body, I can't even, I'm not even feeling like I'm in my own body. At this point, I'm just trying to just have basic survival skills where I just want to get in. I just want to get out of the situation. I want to get away from this area. I am in full fear at this moment. And I know like, you know, as a PK, you know, we're taught that perfect love casts out all fear. But physically, I was in a matter of this like I thought my life you know anything could have happened I didn't want my husband to have to come and see me you know at the hospital if I'm being shot or if I'm injured or I'm dead or whatever the case may be but a thousand and one things is going through my mind as I'm actively watching out for myself looking around and then at the point at some point we got the all clear we could get up and he didn't tell us to walk he said get up and run over there to that other side and that's when I ran to the side that he directed us to this other cop and I went and I saw a garage and it was like a circled in enclosed garage. And I said, I'm going to stand here and make sure that if there's another wave of shooting, it kind of protects me because it just kind of keeps me out of the way, but gives me a security of having a safety spot. You know, it was the best decision for at that moment for what I needed to do, because I didn't know how long we were going to be in a situation where I, maybe I couldn't leave or somebody couldn't come in or whatever the case may be. So I dropped a pen on my phone make sure that my husband can follow my location. And that is how he ended up leaving his house to come to me to get me, you know, where I needed to be. And I have never in my life so grateful to, you know, to see my husband, to, you know, have him be where I needed him to be, to take care of me, to make sure that I was in safety. And that's how my night went. Um, the drive home was traumatic too, because as you're driving home, Philadelphia is rather large. It's a rather large city. 
And so as we're driving, we're going through different neighbor neighborhoods because streets are different blocked off. Traffic is a mess. So you're going through different neighborhoods and there are smaller fireworks that are happening in neighborhoods don't have anything to do with the shooting and things of that sort. But me being scared every time I kept hearing the firework or being alert every time, like feeling that nervousness, I did not come out of my adrenaline until literally I got out of my car to walk into my house. And as I'm walking now, my body is hurting because listen, <laughs> I am over 40 years old, right? And I'm a part of the 40 plus crew, right? We, our bodies are starting to go through that process where things is cricket and cracking that shouldn't be cricket and cracking, or maybe they're cricket and cracking because that's what they're supposed to do, but you wasn't ready yet. My body was starting to come down from that adrenaline because now I know that I'm safe. I'm at the front door of my house. I'm at, I'm where I'm comfortable. I'm at familiar territory for me. So my body is coming out of that flight and fight mode. And I'm walking up them steps like, dear Jesus, uh, be some Epsom salt, Lord, uh, be a massage or a masseuse on the other side of this, on the other side of this door. My body was hurting. My anxiety levels began to go down because again, I'm not having to experience the what ifs because again, there's sanctity and being at your safety moment. You're at your home. So as I'm walking up the steps, my body feels like it's just cracking at every step that I took. I went and my kids were had came to the door and you know, they're just like, Hey mom, you know, they have no clue of really what's happening. So we kind of had to give them the, the rated G version of like, Hey, in case you hear about this on the news, didn't want you to know that this is, you know, this is what happened. And so they go to bed, they greet me. They don't realize that it's bigger than what it is. We give them the parent like, Hey, this is all you need to know type of situation. And they go to bed and I can't even go up the steps at this point to go to my bed. I am that tired. My legs are hurting. I'm exhausted mentally, emotionally, all the things. So now I just go on my couch and I just decide I'm going to sleep. I am done. I can't do no more. I can't do anything else. I am tired and I need to go to sleep. So I wrap myself up in my blanket. I attempt to go to sleep. At some point I kept waking up because again, I'm replaying the situation, this traumatic situation of thinking, oh my God, I'm literally going to be shot. And as much as people will say, well, you're being dramatic, you're being extra, maybe your anxiety just increasing. Literally the night, the day of that same day, there was already a shooting in New York, I believe. Um, or in Illinois and things. So there is reason to believe that if these situations with gun violence is what it is. Um, a few weeks ago in Philadelphia, there was a mass shooting. Multiple people were shot, multiple people were killed. And so this is the life that we live in. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the church. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to different places because the act of violence is unfortunately real. And Again, Philadelphia has been experiencing this high level of, of violence in the last two years. So it's not abnormal. It's not extra. It's not any of those things to believe that if you're in a situation where you know gunshots is happening, that there's a possibility that you can get hit with a bullet because bullets don't have names. They don't have directions. They don't have pivots. They don't decide, oh, not her. Let, you know, let me go ahead and buy past her. They're just going where they're going. And, and that's unfortunately the unpredictability about it. And this is why I tell people, stop shooting your guns in the air. You know, guns go up, bullets go up, but they do have to go down, right? Um, and so that was my experience after, again, you know, bringing my buddy anxiety along, hoping that my buddy was just going to be quiet, sit down, take a chill pill, chillax, all the things. And it didn't happen. And of course, now I'm activated even further because this situation is a fight or flight. And it's a lot to try to think about what what happened if I was to be shot. Um, you know, there is no coming back if I was killed. Like there is none of that. So. So everybody who experienced at this particular event, you know, we all unfortunately share a bond that we all experienced the same traumatic situation. And a lot of our stories may be similar, but have the different meaning for each and every last one of us. Um, I was able to, and I've been continuing to check in with others who have been, you know, my friends and my family members that I've been hearing that were down there, you know, checking in with them, making sure they were good. And, you know, again, the reality that at any given point we could be at home and anything could happen we could be at church we can be at the grocery store and this is not to be to live our lives in fear but this is unfortunately a reality for so many of us that we didn't want nobody wakes up and decides like you know what if i get shot today what shall i do i mean it's just not something that you think about but unfortunately you have to have 
a thought process of what that could look like. What I am grateful for is one, that I'm here. I'm grateful for life. Um, two police officers were unfortunately shot during this melee and they're fortunately, gratefully still here. One of the officers had gotten shot in the head, but what happened was it went through the, he had a, uh, a police cap on and that literally saved his life because he would probably not be here. Um, the struggle would be real if he did not have that hat on. But I will say as much as we are um, anti-police just because of the racial intentions that a lot of cops display, um, you know, we always want to give honor to those who do their job and do it well and do it without racial biases. Because again, when you're in a situation, you really don't care what's going on. You need the help of someone to get you through. And those cops did, in my opinion, a decent job trying to make sure with all the, I mean, it was pure chaos. It sounds so organized when I'm telling you right now, right? It sounds so organized. But remember, I've had a few days to sit up on the thought process of how everything went down and you get to replay things in your head and things will come up later on in my mind that I may have blocked out that will it present itself. Um, but the cops did the best that they could with what they had. And, you know, I could not imagine being in that such of a chaotic situation and having everything happen at one time and you're supposed to protect. Like, I personally, I couldn't. I, I, that's why I'm not a cop. I don't want to be a cop. I desire nothing of the cop life, none of that. But it was, you know, and it was a, a very interesting situation. But again, for so many of us, regardless if you're in a situation where your life is being threatened or not, or you're just simply, you know, going to work, you're simply doing the things that you normally would do. Anxiety, our little buddy, it doesn't stop itself from coming up and rearing its little head. It doesn't stop itself from showcasing us at the wrong moment. You know, you finally get to the point where like, first me, I'll talk for me. I can't speak for you. Your anxiety shows up and it is ebbs and flows, all those different things however it does but for me i have had so many times where you know especially with being again a blogger and I'm, i do affluencing as well so sometimes when i go out and about and i'm in situations that are unfamiliar to me things that make me feel uncomfortable or certain memories that will come up from a situation and it makes me uncomfortable or it triggers some part of me that anxiety will show itself up in the most opportune times I have gone to something where I'm comfortable with the people around me, um, used to the environment. I've been to this restaurant before. I've been to this venue before. I've been around these people before. And again, it comes in many forms. It will show itself up. So for those who have our little buddies that doesn't like to go home, listen, be as clear as you can. To It's okay to separate yourself out and to do the things that you need. I can't express that enough because you'll be in situations that are truly overwhelming and you are like, I don't want to draw attention to myself. So if I leave, people will know. Trial, they won't know. They'll let them people talk. I've got to be at the best place mentally that I possibly can. And if that means that I need to remove myself without explanation, listen, for those who do not suffer with anxiety or depression or your little buddy that doesn't want to go home, if you don't have any of those things, God bless, right? God bless you that you have mastered. You almost like, you know, you have just mastered all the things. It's like you totally knock out all those things. They don't ever come knocking at your door. You don't have those problems. Let me just give you a word of encouragement. When you see people doing things that you just don't understand and they're doing what's best for them, don't question it. If they feel comfortable enough, they'll let you know that they needed to do what they're doing and why. But don't question them because I feel like sometimes people be doing things that work for them and then we be like, well, girl, what you doing? Why are you doing that? Stop questioning people. Let the people do what they need to do, as especially if whatever they're doing to remove themselves from a situation has no direct effect on you. Let people do that. I've had people and family members that'll be like, well, you, well, you leaving? You just got here. I'm leaving because I've had enough. I'm timing out. Y'all getting on my nerves or y'all are triggering me and I got to get the heck up out of here, right? Even if I've been there five, 10 minutes, I just got there. I don't have any problems anymore walking right back out that front door. I came in the same way I left because I have to take care of myself. This is the reason why when I'm at places with my husband, we have a keyword, a, a little special word that we can use. Like, look, tap out. It's time to go. It is time to go because you have to take care of you. For me, I used to do very weird and strange things and then I wasn't able to really express like what was happening because I didn't understand it. This was prior to you know, therapy, 
prior to understanding myself and realizing the things that I need. And so people, I would come off as uh, bougie, uh, hot-headed, or she can't, she don't never want to stay somewhere. She come in, she leave, you know, she act like she's too good to be here. And I used to always feel like I've had to give this long drawn out explanation. And at the time, to be honest with you, I didn't understand why I was feeling a certain way. But sometimes when we're triggered, it's also as a way to protect. And so if you're feeling triggered about something and you need to leave a situation, I'm not telling you to take off running every single time something happens. I've had moments where I couldn't leave. And so I had to stand in that as uncomfortable as it felt. I've had to stand in something. And so, you know, I'm not telling you to pack up your glad bags and roll. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not giving you an excuse to just take off and run and leave every time you don't feel right about a situation. But I will say every time you don't feel right about a situation, there is a sense of protection. When you don't feel comfortable about something, you should always honor how you feel. Because listen, there are people who felt uncomfortable while they were at the event. And they say, I've seen them post about things or I've talked to them this last couple of days. And they said, you know, there was that summer point when I knew I should have left I felt in my spirit I should have left I felt uncomfortable something was triggering me I couldn't figure out what that is that's that part of you that's trying to say hey gather up your glad bags let's go ahead and get up out of here it's time to go ahead and go about our way it's time to go ahead and leave um, you're feeling uncomfortable because um, a lot of times it's to protect you and don't be afraid of that. Don't be like ashamed that you feel that way or that you have to maneuver that way or you feel all the things. Like don't allow yourself to not be in that and just feel that, sit in that. Because again, there are times when things like that come to protect. Sometimes our little buddies that doesn't want to go home stays to say, Let, let's all leave a situation. I'm uncomfortable too. Like let's go. So 4th of July, my buddy that doesn't want to go home that stays with me quite often came to visit and and sometimes throughout this week it has come and gone where I've replayed that situation on Monday that took place a million and one times and I'll say you know I wish I could have done things better but this is probably one of the first times when I could have said that I don't feel like there was anything that I could have done better um where I was at where I needed to move who was around me all of it played the way that it was supposed to. And I don't feel like one of those moments where I'm like, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have gotten lower to the ground. I wish I would have did this and ran a certain way. Like I don't, I feel like how it happened, how it went down was the way that it was supposed to go down. I'm grateful for life. Obviously I'm grateful for, you know, not having to say that I'm recovering from being shot. I'm grateful for that because it could have been a different way. I could have been in a situation where it could have, you know, been a detriment to me, to my family, to those around me. And I do pray for um, the the officers that were involved that they are continuing, continuing their healing process of being able to you know, get themselves together to get healthier, to become better. Because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to know what it feels like to be shot. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, I wonder how that would work. I, I, I don't know. And I have no intentions of knowing what that feels like. So 4th of July, again, it means differently for everyone. And unfortunately in Philadelphia, there was a shooting on the party at the parkway at the very end during the fireworks. That's another thing. When you have gunshots going off, if you're not used to hearing gunshots, if you don't know what they sound like separate from fireworks, if you're not around that, some people just didn't even realize it was happening because it just sounded like one big thing. Um, it's unfortunate that a lot of us, you know, know what that is. We know what that sounds like. We know what to look for. And um, that is our way of life. So what is on the horizon now that have gotten or trying to get past that this crazy situation? Um, my schedule is jam-packed for the next few weeks, and I mean extremely jam-packed. Now, I am the type of content creator that will rely on making sure that I have a content schedule. I need to be you know, hugging this schedule and being very closely watching it very closely, making sure that I do all the things. And that's what I plan to do. Um, I definitely plan to make sure that I am very alert about what my schedule looks like and how I'm making sure I'm hitting all the goals. Because in order for me to experience some level of fun these next few weeks, in order for me to experience some level of downtime, I'm going to have to make sure that I adhere to a schedule. Now, normally I can wiggle my schedule around the way that I choose and I still can, but I'm going to have to be a little bit more rigid 
and it is what it is but we are still in our summertime you know lifestyle you know a little bit more laid back letting the kids enjoy their time they really are enjoying this you know later going to bedtime you know i'm letting them sleep in i'm trying to get them up around nine nine thirty sometimes they they just um it's like a you know torture to try to get them up because you know they're like look i want to go to bed i want to stay asleep i want to sleep in um for me sleeping in is like seven thirty, eight o'clock but i'm an adult like that makes sense that my sleep in time is that it's very rare and i mean absolutely rare if we sleep in this house as adults past nine o'clock that's a rarity for us even on the weekend you know there are times when i will make myself like it's okay you can stay in the bed a little longer but it's so rare that that happens that you know because usually saturdays is my me time so i gotta get up to experience it right i gotta get up to get to the nail salon to have that moment to just have that decompression so eventually within these couple weeks i'm going to have some downtime and i can't wait for that and i'm going to be able to do that so we'll see um I can't wait for it, but we'll get there. So let's talk about some things that are happening or playing itself out in the internet streets. Um, WNBA star Brittany Griner Grainer has unfortunately been or has been or pled pled guilty, not unfortunately found guilty. She pled guilty to, from what I understand, smuggling a vape pen uh, while in Russia. And she is up to spend 10 years in jail. Now, let me be clear. You must know the rules, the regulations, the laws when you are in another country. I feel like when it comes to certain things, you better know your P's, your Q's, your R's, your T's. You better know them all when you're in someone else's country because you don't have the same protection that you would have in your own country. Um, do I think 10 years is excessive for a vape pen or even smuggling drugs or whatever the case may be? absolutely absolutely i believe that that's a lot 10 years for a vape pen or whatever the case may be that's quite a lot and i feel like it's extra i do believe that the attention that she has not received is huge um chris brown even made a comment this week that stated that if she had been a part of the nba that there would be a lot more uh, uproar but because she's a part of the wnba it's not i kind of have to agree with chris brown I don't agree with him on everything, but I have to unfortunately agree with him. There is a lot of stigma between WNBA and the NBA that is quite evident. And I mean quite evident. The amount of people that support and rally you know, behind the NBA, they don't do the same for the WNBA. I've had many people that don't even treat it, respect it, see it as a, you know, a full basketball sport and women playing basketball is not that big of a deal but we're talking about somebody's daughter right somebody's wife we're talking about a human being an american citizen that is in another country um that could go to jail for 10 years i don't know what type of representation she had while she was there or what they pushed on her or whatever the case may be for her to take that plea deal or not even a plea deal but just to take to just plead out i have no idea what I do know is that we have got to do better. Um, I know she's made contact allegedly, supposedly, with uh, President Biden a few days ago. Um, and even that seemed like it took forever and a day. Like, what in the actual world? So we just have to see what happens. I'm praying for her that she can get, you know, home as soon as possible to reunite with her family. I can't imagine being in jail, period. And I surely cannot imagine being in jail in another country. So I pray that this works in her best interest and in her favor because listen, being away from your family and in another country, like it's not, it can't be, it can't be a part of the will. It just cannot be. So our prayers go out to her and we are, you know, just hoping for the best for her. A lot of things that are going down in the news, I try to do my best to be aware, but from a distance because the news is so draining and it has a lot of negative and a lot of negative connotation. When I see the news or something pop up, it's usually never good. It's never about something that's uplifting. It's about something that truly went down. It's a mess or horribleness, whatever the case may be. So do yourself a favor. One thing I practice when it comes to self-care is tuning out and taking in the things that are for me and leaving some of the things on that table that are not. And sometimes it also has to do with the news or 
certain social media apps or certain social media accounts do whatever is best for you like sometimes unfollowing them muting people whatever you have to do i am a firm believer especially like on when you can control it like there are some things that you just can't control but you can control some of the things that we take in when it comes to social media uh, my daughter is 13 uh, my oldest and i'm doing my best to try she doesn't have social media and we're going to try to keep that as closely as possible to keep it that way but still having conversations with her about the use of her cell phone about the use of how she's on her um social media because she does have access to certain apps she's just not all of them but learning how to use it and parents you really do need to do better at controlling that look up the things that they're looking at on their phone go through their their text messages um, my daughter's friends know I am the queen of I'm reading the messages. I know exactly what's happening um, because, you know, you can't leave kids to their own devices. Almost literally, you need to be aware and you're not going to know every little thing. It's not like I feel like because I go through her phone and I'm going to know every little thing. Listen, kids are slick. They know how to erase messages and know how to do certain things. But don't play, you know, like naive to the fact that you need to be aware of what they're doing. And so I'm very much aware of what is happening as much as I possibly can. I keep my ears to the streets. I know all the acronyms for the texting messages because kids will be texting in you in open sight using all these different things. And you just think that's just teenager talk. No, no, go online and look up some of them acronyms that your children are using. They'd be telling you that what they're doing right in plain sight. They're using certain acronyms that mean that they're meeting up for sex and they're doing all kinds of things. But because you don't want to keep your ears to the ground, you don't want to know what's going on, you're going find yourself in open sight knowing what your child is doing but not knowing what's going down so I just want to encourage parents to take back their power as parents and be a parent and sometimes you can't be your parent you can't be their parent and their best friend my child will become my best friend as they become older and they be they're getting more life experiences and they don't have to be financially connected to me um, you know, they're my little broke besties, as I call them, meaning that they don't have jobs, but they, they, they live the best of lives. And we have a great relationship and we kiki it up sometimes, but we're not so far kikiing up where we, we, we are not being a parent, right? My children know that I am their mother and I'm not trying to compete with them. I don't need to be, you know, a young tenderoni out here on these streets, but I also am a parent first. It is my job to try to guide them and they're on loan. They're on loan to us. And what that means to me is that it's my job to be a part of their process and not to dictate every t every little process, but I still gotta be a parent. So parents, let's get back to parenting. Let's get back to being aware. Um, I don't allow my daughter or any of my kids to go to bed, you know, long periods of time with their cell phones and things in their room because, you know, let's keep it real. Their cell phones in their room, they're on their phone. They're looking up stuff. They're getting text messages. They're on the Internet. They're on YouTube. They're doing those things if you allow it. And we kind of want to be just a little bit more controlled. Now, again, you could say to me, that's not how you parent. I'm not telling you how to parent. I'm saying let's get back to parenting. So whatever that means for you, let's get to that. Let's do that. Let's surround our babies and our children with love. Let's make sure that we encourage them as much as we can. Like I'm always struggling back and forth about am I being, am I being the parent that I need to be for them, right? Because my parenting style may not... Uh, be the same parenting style as you but we all and I'm I would hope we all struggle or hope that we're doing the best for our children that we possibly can and sometimes that also means accepting when you're wrong and being open enough to your children to say listen a mommy messed up mommy said something that she shouldn't have said and I apologize for that that's a lot of heaviness going in our house we apologize quickly and by heaviness I mean being really in tune to making sure that we don't think that we're so right that we can't be wrong um, humbling yourself to your child and saying that you're wrong and that you're apologizing, but also showing them again, because an apology has changed behavior that you're meaning to not be as angry as you were the last time. And you're working on, you know, being loving and you're working on being caring, even when your frustrations are at an all time high, when you tell your child or your children 20 million times and 20, 11 times to do something, they just look at you with your one, like with one eye and one ear. You know, we all face that. We all understand what that looks like. So, um, and if you are the type of person that's listening, you're like, listen, I don't want to have kids. Listen, don't. 
I am team do what is best for you. Like I have never been the type of person, even when I was single, that I felt like everybody should have the same exact workout plan. Like we're all going to be on the treadmill today. We're all going to do this. We're all going to do that. Like do what works for you, your body and all the things that you need. Because listen, if you have a child, I'm not helping you raise that child. I'm not helping you pay for that child. Do what's best for you. And if what's best for you is to be childless, then do that. There are so many people who struggle with wanting to be a parent and would love to have kids. So you don't have to feel the need to take that up. That if that's not you, that's not where you are. That's not your walk of life. Don't let it be. Um, when I, my daughter, my oldest was younger, she used to always say, she still sort of says it like, I don't want to be a mom. The only thing I wanted to make sure was you, is that because of the, my mothering? Are you good? Like I'm good. Okay, cool. But if she doesn't want to have children, I support her in her and her endeavors she may change her mind she's only 13 these kids change their mind from moment to moment one minute they want a cookie the next minute they want a chip right they gonna change their mind but my job is to support and di and not direct but guide right i'm a guy like a little angel that kind of says hey whoa whoa you're going too far bring that back or hey you got my blessing do you um so i hope that you will have an amazing weekend because god knows we need to see some better times I'm hoping that this weekend, although I do have a very busy week and next week as well, that you have a great one because we all need that. Today's national holiday is National Freezer Pop Day. If you've never had a freezer pop, aka a popsicle, today is your day to enjoy a popsicle. Bomb pops are my favorites and apparently they're making a comeback, which I never thought they left anyway because you know I do have children so I have bomb pops somewhere at some point and um, if you can get out and have a freezer pop aka a popsicle I really don't know why they call them freezer pops but I guess that's their technical term I'm calling them popsicles uh, get yourself one enjoy a great one there's so many new amazing flavors companies are out here doing their thing by making some great ones so enjoy yourself a freezer pop because freezer pops are bomb today's drink of the day or the weekend however you want to look at that for yourself is the strawberry smash cocktail so that's going to have um of course strawberries because you know you need that it's going to have basil vodka club soda and a drizzle of honey if you choose to add the honey some people choose to have it and some people don't i will have that recipe for you in the show notes make sure you pay attention to the show notes you know with our sponsor of the day all of those things and i always try to add a link to a blog or two because if you don't know i am a blogger as well i podcast i have a lot going on i'm content creating all the time listen my hat I have a lot many hats I'm a mom a wife all those things but again it's all about you know doing what what you feel you should be doing and a lot of times for me just doing what I'm doing content creating doing all those things it just makes me so happy to do it I enjoy the process is I'm you know walking in this and I love it and so find something that you really love because when you love it is never really work and so I employ everybody that's listening go ahead and get yourself something that you truly love you never know one of your hobbies could turn into a full-time job it can turn into a full-time dream so don't give up on it so have a great weekend thank you for listening to conversations with toy we will be back hopefully next week with an amazing episode i do believe we have a guest next week and i can't wait and i want you to enjoy yourself and have that amazing popsicle Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.